Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. There is a link between the anxiety that you feel and the resentment that you have towards your husband. But what is it? Why does anxiety lead you to resenting your husband? Why does it cause you to have this stench in your spirit when you are communicating with your husband? Why does it interfere um, and ultimately turn into resentment? Well, we're going to talk about that today because I'm going to give you three ways that your anxiety is leading to resentment in your marriage and how to fix it. And even how you can tell that anxiety is leading up to it. So let's get into it. So a couple months ago, I was talking to a client who described her marriage to be fairly good, right? We get along, we smooch every now and again, have a little sexy time. We get the kids up in the morning. We communicate about what they're doing. We check in. How's this? That? uh, We might even have some jokes and fun. It just seems like the every day is a repeated thing or every day is the same day, right? There's nothing new. There's nothing flashy happening in the marriage. It's just like, coach, we here. We made the covenant. We love each other. We are existing, right? We're surviving in this marriage. And I asked her about, you know, happy feelings, connected feelings that she's experiencing. And she said, well, there's something missing or something getting in the way. There is this underlying feeling that, you know, I'm upset with him. I don't actually know why, but I can't fully connect with him in the way that I want to because I don't know, So, like I'm, I'm mad, <laughs> right? So we started to dig a little bit into that. And through our conversation, I was explaining to her what I'm going to explain to you. And that is this runway from the anxiety that we feel into resentment and ultimately this disconnection because resentment over time, right? You're stuffing down your needs. You're not expressing yourself in the way that you need to or want to in order to get your needs met. And so over time, if you're not getting your needs met, then why do you need to be feel or be connected to your husband, right? So we get stuck in this cycle of like, nah, nah, you know, we, I, I love him. He loves me. The kids are great. Um, we have a little laughs. We do this, right? This like meal, right? But there is abundance waiting for you in your marriage. I don't believe that God created marriage for it just to be the same old thing over and over for us to just exist and not thrive and feel secure and connected to the men that we have chosen to be like, yeah, you can be my boo for life. You know what I mean? So here's how you can know that your anxiety um, is leading to resentment. One of the biggest ways is that you find yourself being defensive, right? Well, what is defensiveness? I believe defense is when your husband, or it comes up rather, when your husband disagrees with you, okay? You bring something up to him, or rather he brings something up to you, and you're like, first of all, you know, when you have that first of all spirit in you, 
And it just comes up out of nowhere. You feel it in your body, you feel it in your mind, your words to him. Why would you say that? That's not what I meant. Or this is that. And why can't you see it in the way that I see it? When the disagreement happens, what comes up is defense. Why do we need defense in the first place? I believe that defense is nothing but anxiety fueled protection against your core beliefs. Core beliefs in the sense of these are negative beliefs that you have about yourself. You don't want anybody else to know about it, but you know about it. And because you know about it, you believe it. And if someone else sees it, oh my gosh, you feel like it's ruining your world or better yet, it's adding truth to the fire. If they see it, if they call it out and I hear them say it, they've, they've knocked on or triggered, right? This belief within me, it rises up in you and almost is like evidence that that core negative belief is actually true. So if we think about football, which I have no clue what's in football, but just like, let's think about it, okay? So in the world of football, you have your offensive team and your defensive team, right? Um, <laughs> on the offense, their one and only job is to drive the ball to the field goal, right? Let's get this point, okay? That's their job. The defense, their only job is to ensure that nothing prevents the offense from getting to the goal, right? If we take this example and we apply it to defense and our core beliefs, the core belief here is that negative thought that you have about yourself. If I'm wrong, if I say something wrong, you know, um, if someone disagrees with me, if someone shares a different opinion with me, then that means I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, that means I'm terrible and I'm bad. If I'm bad, I'm invaluable. If I'm invaluable, I have nothing to offer. People will leave me, criticize me, judge me, and they won't want to be around. You see how quickly that went, right? But this is subconsciously what happens. So this goal is unfortunately that belief. So you might be thinking, okay, but that's negative. Why would I try to protect um, a negative belief? Well, until you come up with a new, more healthy, more God-driven belief about yourself, you will always protect the belief that you currently have. You cannot protect something that you don't believe about yourself because it's not there. It doesn't exist. So you are going to try to protect this negative belief. So your husband comes to you. He disagrees with you. You share an opinion. In some form or fashion, you know, he calls out the fact that you are wrong because you believe you are wrong or at fault about something. Something's inherently wrong with you. He disagrees with you and you're like, oh, he just hit the core belief. He just made that core belief right. So then defense comes and it protects that belief. Defense is like, well, how dare you say that? Well, what made you say this? Or I didn't mean it that way. So you're trying to almost defend yourself out of the core belief, but because you believe it, that is what is triggered. That is what is. So this anxiety about being found out that you're wrong, inadequate, don't know what you're talking about, not worth being around, he's going to leave you, all those things. That anxiety about that comes out with a simple disagreement. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for those beliefs to be triggered, right? That's why defensiveness happens so quickly. Before you even realize it, you're mad, given the cold shoulder. I don't want to talk to you for the rest of the night. Don't touch me. I don't want to be touched right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk right now. Right. Because you're so in that moment that he, in a small but big way, has confirmed this belief about yourself. You're defensive. 
All right. So that's defensiveness. Second way that you can know that anxiety um, is leading to resentment is the way that you communicate. I believe communication is your ability to share your thoughts with your husband in a way that he can understand. Right. He hears you say it. He's listening. He's like, oh, I get what you're talking about. When we think about good communicators and what makes them good, usually it's because we walk away from that conversation or hearing them speak about something, knowing exactly what they meant. They nailed their points in a way that was applicable to your ears, right? The way that you communicate to your two-year-old, your four-year-old, right? It's not the same way that you're going to communicate with your husband. It's not the same way you're going to communicate with your best friend, someone you work with, right? An older family member. It's going to be different. And communicating effectively is being able to share those thoughts in the way that the person hearing it can understand, right? So when you're communicating with your husband, does he understand it? The Bible talks about in all thy getting, get an understanding. Why is understanding so important? Why is that something we should aim for? We should lean into? Because if your husband can't understand what you're trying to tell him, it's going to be really difficult for him to actually do what you're asking him to do. In marriage, there's a difference between just talking and telling your husband what you want and actually communicating what it is that you want. We do a lot of talking. This isn't happening. This and that. Given the critiques, that's how we feel like we're critiquing or nagging. We'll tell ourselves, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to feel like I'm nagging. Nagging is talking. This is what's wrong. This is the problem, right? Communicating is I'm, t I'm talking to you about what I see wrong or what I want to see fixed, or I'm grateful that this is happening, but can this please stop? And this is what I want to see. That is communication. And we don't see a lot of that, right? But when you're anxious about what's going to happen when I do share what I need, am I going to be nagging? Am I going to get on his nerves? If this is the 17,000th time I've had to share this particular information. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse at this point. Should I even say it, right? Or it's going to make me mad to say it. So I'm going to keep it and stuff it down, keep it to myself, not even say it at all. Both are ineffective. When you're anxious about the outcome, what will happen on the other side of that conversation, things that you need to share or communicate with your husband. When you're anxious about that, typically it's about the wrong thing happening, right? He's going to think I'm nagging. I better just keep it to myself because it's going to make me mad to say it over and over and over again. So I'm going to stuff it down, keep it to myself, right? That anxiety leads you to this more cycle of more and more resentment. So because you're now anxious about what he might say, what he might feel, what you might feel on the other side of communicating with him, you become avoidant and that avoidance turns into resentment. So I'm anxious about communicating. So I don't communicate, avoid, right? Because I'm now avoiding, I don't get it out. My needs get unmet. And so then I'm back at square one with resentment. Yeah. The third way of seeing if anxiety is leading you into the hands of resentment with your husband is trust. Trust. I see trust is your ability to release control of the outcome. Listen, <laughs> that's a hard one, ain't it? It's a hard one, especially for us ambitious girls who have big dreams. We're doing things that we want to do in the way that we want to do it. We have this thing about us that the production and the things that we put out into the world for people to enjoy and consume, whether that is in the work that we do, the business that we have, the image that we carry, 
Um, we want to be in control of that. We have this drive within us and we're like, well, I got to control the drive. I got to make sure it's doing what it's supposed to. Well, when you're in a marriage with someone else who also has a hand in the pot, it becomes a little tricky. You now have to release some of that control that you have. We talk a lot about the mother load, right? And doing all of these things in your household, the cooking, the cleaning, the getting the kids ready. And then you got to think about the dentist appointment, which reminds me, I need to set my girl's dentist appointment. But anyways, you're, 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 you're gathering all the mental stuff, the mental gymnastics and the physical gymnastics of keeping the system of the house up and running. And you're looking at your husband like, coach, what you doing? And even if he is doing some things, like a lot of the clients that I talk to, I am included in this. Well, my husband does a lot. He does a lot. But what areas in your marriage can you see that I'm resenting my husband for not doing some things that I actually have been controlling? So he can't. Or when he goes to do that thing, I'm like, no, no, I got it. I'll just do it because you're going to mess it up. This is the thought that you have, right? Or you're so quick to make decision prematurely without even consulting with him because you don't want his input. Coach, you don't really want his input. If you were to ask him before you made the decision and he would say, mm, no, that's not going to work, then your plan is shattered. <laughs> you don't want your plan to be shattered so you don't share it. So then when he disagrees with the plan, remember defensiveness, you get defensive. So anxiety tells you, hold it, keep the control. Do not trust him to get on board with your plan. You see how this cycle just all goes together? So it goes, anxiety is telling you to control. Control leads to burnout. Burnout leads to resentment. Resentment leads to no communication and avoidance of that. Avoidance of that communication leads to no trust, which leads you back into resentment. And it all flows and flows and flows and flows again. We are called to submit to our husbands and to follow their lead in the household. Now, I am, I am the believer that our husbands lead our houses. But you know what? We set the tone. Us women, we set the tone in our household. We really do. You think about it? We really do, right? There are certain things that we just have a different perspective of that our husbands could care less because that's not how they're designed. They know how to protect. They know how to lead. That's their role. And so when it comes to the atmosphere of the home, that's when we come into play. And if we are feeling that resentment that's creating this disconnection with your husband, that impacts the atmosphere of the home. So here's what ties all of this together. What really reinforces anxiety to lead to resentment in your marriage. I think it leads back to one, the core belief that you have about yourself. I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm invaluable. If I'm invaluable and insignificant, someone's going to leave me. My husband's going to leave me. Um, something terrible is going to happen in my marriage. I'm going to be heartbroken as if I'm a kid again. Back when I was waiting for my dad to come and pick me up for school, right? Or back when I thought my mom was going to have my back and she just continued to criticize and shame me even more. When there is a root to your anxiety, it shows up in the way that you connect and have that relationship with your husband. It can't help but to, especially when you have not resolved and uprooted that belief. 
Remember earlier, right? We will always defend what we currently believe. If you currently believe that you're wrong and insignificant and value, and because of that, something terrible is going to happen in your marriage because that's what happened back here. That's what you're going to defend. That's what you're going to live out of. So when you heal the root of your anxiety and you heal that messaging around what does it mean to be connected to someone, be vulnerable with my husband, to be connected to my husband without this fear that if I release control, if I communicate my needs and my wants to him, right? If I allow him to disagree with me without thinking that I am inherently wrong or bad or I've done something shameful and I can't possibly live without, you know, with my husband disagreeing with me. If you're able to undo and unravel those things, then resentment and defensiveness and your inability to communicate effectively in the way that your husband understands and your way to trust him, submit to him, right? That will soon follow, but you have to get to the root of that. If you want to stop being defensive, you have to figure out what you're defending and replace it with something else. You want to start communicating without being snarky and snappy and having criticism in your tongue towards your husband. You have to figure out how to go past just talking and start speaking to gain understanding for both you and him. If you want to develop more trust and vulnerability with your husband, you have to figure out how to release control. Listen, I know it get a little hot, get a little heated when we talk about control. But that's, that's what's necessary. And why is it necessary? Because you can't grow with those things. It's a baggage that you're carrying, a burden that you're carrying, too heavy for you to grow, right? It's like putting a rock on top of a flower. The flower might try to bend and kind of go around it like, coach, get out the way. But the integrity of the flower has now been compromised because it's trying to go around something that was never meant to be there. So in order to grow, you have to uproot and heal that root of anxiety. Because what better way for the enemy to have authority in your home than for him to say, you know what, I'm going to use anxiety and her fear to keep her in this cycle of resentment with her husband and them not actually truly connecting and building out this legacy that they thought they were going to create when they first got married. What better way, right? So we don't, any, anything that we, that has a hold on us, in this case, anxiety, right? Anytime we're dealing with anxiety, I want you to, yes, think about it in the natural, but also in the spiritual. The enemy has a real plan for your anxiety. And one of them is to keep you in the cycle of resentment with your husband, right? So when I'm working with clients one-on-one, we walk through this process of healing the root of anxiety so that you can build a secure connection with your husband. Resentment is not getting in the way because you're not defensive. Resentment is not getting in the way because you're not just talking, you've learned how to effectively communicate, right? Resentment is not getting in the way because now you know how to trust in a way that you haven't been able to trust before. You know how to release control and invite this true partnership so that your connection is secure. It's not anxious, right? Trying to figure out what's going over here. It's not in the middle of the road, avoidant, numbing out. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to exist and act like nothing is wrong. We okay. Everybody's okay, right? And neither am I going to be in this part of anger and bitterness over all the time. I'm going to be securely attached to my husband and live out the calling that God has created us to. If this sounds like something that you want to do a little further, head to mumblyu.com backslash coach 
so that we can get started to giving you this better and more secure connection with your husband. You can find out more information in the show notes and I'll see you in the next one. Peace up, peace in, peace out.